Hey, welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated CX, where we talk about CX and stuff all in a hyper-caffeinated state. I'm David, your host, and as always, if you could, if you'd be willing, if you dare, rate, review, share. Together, we can make the show, well, grow. And isn't that what we all want to do, boys and girls? Ghosts and ghouls, squirrels and lemurs, and everyone in between. Isn't that what we want to do? grow. I know I want to. I know I want to. So why are we here today on this? Well, the sun's not up yet, but this cloudy kind of drizzly Friday morning. Yeah, maybe the sun's not up because of the clouds. I'm not a meteorologist, so I cannot give an expert opinion on that. But what I can give a semi-expert opinion on is contact centers. And that's why we're here. Because part of the CX and stuff is contact centers. The three C's that I talk about normally. Because the stuff leaves it wide open for other things. but customer experience, contact centers, and company culture. The three C's, technically. Yeah, they all start with C. All right, cool. All right, I'm doing great this morning. All right. So, contact centers, and this plays directly into the customer experience, although everything that you do at a company plays into the customer experience. So, this one doubly so, maybe, I don't know. But, contact centers. Uh, the last episode we talked about like onboarding training, right? So the first few weeks on the floor and in the company, we got the, uh, the classroom training and then we got the nesting series. So what happens after that? What happens to the people already on the floor? Is the training done once they graduate nesting? No, no, it is not, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. The training never stops. It never stops. That was supposed to be like a Terminator reference. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. I didn't really do it right. Anyway. So, when does the training stop? I've already answered that question. It never stops. So, Going beyond the weekly coaching with the associates or the agents or the CSR team lead, the trainers need to be training constantly. Every week there should be at least a little skills training or a little, little soft skills training or as uh, I like to call them, those human skills, those emotional intelligence skills that seem to have been forgotten in today's modern age, if they ever existed in mass at all. So things like empathy, right? Empathy training. Ooh, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of organizations, a lot of places, um, Empathy is lacking, right? The 
And that's sad. That's sad. And and I'm not saying they don't feel empathy because most people do unless you're a sociopath, but expressing that empathy in a non cheesy way, right? A non fake sounding silly way. So what do I mean by that? Well, I remember one time I called up a credit card thing and I just wanted my balance, you know, because the website was down and that kind of sucked. And why do I have to call this place? So after like 45 minutes on hold, I was like, hey, I'm just trying to check my balance. And I know I could have done this on the IVR, but you know what? I hate IVRs. I'm the person that will scream out agent, 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 and spam the zero button until I get someone. 45 minutes or not, I have time. You put it on and you put your like earbuds in and then, you know, you just groove along to their home music if they have any. Or if they have that really bad like recording and it's like, do, 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 that kind of thing. Um, anyway, I was like, hey, I just need to check my balance. And the guy was like, I am sorry to hear that. What? What? I know he's required to have an empathy statement, but come on. Come on. That's what mess my best example of uh, a cheesy, stupid, out of place, fake empathy statement. Yeah. And you can tell that he only said it because it's in his script. We'll get on scripts another time. Um, but that real empathy, being able to express that real empathy seems to be a lost art. It's something that you have to train for. It's something that you have to be taught in a lot of cases. Also, small talk, right? Uh, what do you do when the system's loading? Or if it's taking longer than normal to load? You just sit there in silence, like, like this? Now that was like less than 10 seconds, but that's felt like an eternity to me. And to the customer, it feels like triply so, so don't do that. Um, but you wanna be training constantly and retraining because you know, like a few weeks after training, they remember like 10% of what you taught. That's that weird training bell curve type thing where after like 40 minutes, you remember 80% and that's really sad. Um, Think about all that time wasted. That's why you gotta be really engaging and uh, having people participate when you're training. You just don't wanna do a droning, boring lecture. I mean, I can do that. Maybe I'm doing that right now, I don't know. But you don't wanna do that. You don't wanna do that. That would be crazy. So, and then, you know, more systems training because nobody knows everything about a system. And, you know, more product or service training. So when someone says something over the phone to one of your agents, they're not like, uh, that's a good question. Let me find out for you. Then they're digging through a knowledge base or they're asking the person next to them or they're sending a message out on Slack or Discord being like, what the heck is this guy talking about? You know, stuff like that. You always wanna keep them up to date with any coupons, specials, anything like that. And you know, one of my favorite ways of doing this is to gamify the entire thing. And I'm of the opinion that you should gamify literally everything you can. So how do you gamify? Pop quizzes with prizes. 
And this prize doesn't have to be monetary. I mean, it can be. They'd probably appreciate that, like a little $5 gift card or a free cup of coffee at the at the Starbies, as the kids call Starbucks these days. Or, you know, a free 10-minute break, free time off the floor, because they got the question right first. I think that's a good way of doing it. And that way, people will learn not only from the right answer, but looking up that right answer. Or if they, you know, know it off the top of their head, that's even better. That's awesome. But then the people that didn't and were too afraid to ask now have the answer to that question. And make that question very pertinent to what's going on on the floor. So if you don't have a measurement of the floor, if you don't have the temperature of the floor, get the temperature of the floor. Walk around. Get out of your little office. Walk around the floor. Say hi to people. Give the little in-person pop quizzes. Hey, what are we starting tomorrow? Perfect. Thank you. Stuff like that. So, and then, you know, once a month or so, have a training where you bring people off of the floor into the training room or the conference room or wherever you do your training um, or Zoom. If you guys are uh, fully remote, stuff like that, or a hybrid in-person Zoom, I hate that, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, train. Train. And then train some more. You never want to stop training. If you stop training, that's bad. Your people will start forgetting things or yeah and you never want to answer a question directly well you do but sometimes you don't so someone asks you a question that's a good question what do you think or where can you find that information that way they're gonna to go to your knowledge base or whatever find that answer themselves and then most likely Remember it a bit more than if you just spout out all the answers. You don't want to do that. So what I'm saying here, and it's taking me 10 minutes to say it, is never stop training your people ever. And if someone tells you that training all the time is a waste of time, they're a waste of time. They should stop. All right, this has been Caffeinated CX. I'll see you next time. Bye.